All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Ryan Miner, and we are live here at uh, Harry Brown's in Annapolis for, uh, I think it's what, week six? Is this week? Uh, five, I believe. Five or six. I, I can't keep track. It's been, <laughs> the weeks run together down here. But yeah. we're on a Minor Detail podcast tonight, and I have two very distinct guests, and it's a pleasure and a privilege to have State Senator Ron Young, who serves District 3, uh, in the state senate, and that's the city of Frederick. And do you have any in the county, Senator? Um, I'd go a little west and a little east, and then all the way south down to uh, Point of Rocks. Well, you are a fixture not only in Maryland politics, but in the city of Frederick, having served as the the longtime mayor. And Frederick is now, I believe, Maryland's largest city, or Se- most second, part, second largest after Baltimore. Okay, after oh, that makes sense. And also tonight, I have on is. He needs no introduction. <laughs> I have Len Foxwell, who is the comptroller, Peter, Peter Franco's chief of staff. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. All right. So tonight, the topic at hand is the SB 128. And it's a bill that was introduced by uh, Senator Paul Penske of Fiji County. And it, there was a hearing last week before the the Senate Education, Health, and Environmental Committee. Last Wednesday it took place, and, of course, Senator Penske chairs the, the committee. And, Senator Young, you're part of that committee. Yes. And I think you also serve on the Executive Noms Committee, right? I'm chair. You're the chair. Okay. Well, can you scoot up just a bit yeah. on your mic? There we go. Okay. So the bill itself, it's a measure that would give local boards of education to power the power to make their own calendar decisions. Of course, in 2016, uh, Governor Hogan, he signed an executive order that mandates school start times um, to occur after Labor Day. And this measure is supported by Comptroller Peter Francho. So I want to talk about the, the different positions. And, Senator, I want to start with you. Tell us about what this bill does, what the details are of the bill, and just what you hope to accomplish if it passes the Senate and ultimately goes uh, to the governor's desk. Well, it's a very simple bill. It gives choice back to all the local boards of education. Uh, each one can set their own calendar. If they wish to start after Labor Day, they can. If they wish to start before Labor Day, they can. It's what they've had for the last 50 years till the last two years. And, uh, you know, what it uh, accomplishes is I think that this is all about the students and education. Uh, education's changing. Schools used to close in the summer because kids worked on the farm. Very few kids work on the farm anymore. I, I think we're going to see the day when some schools are going to start exper- experimenting with year-round schools. Couldn't do that with this, this schedule of after Labor Day. Um, the Kerwin Commission right now is looking at best practices of the best schools in the United States and the best schools in the world, and they want to get Maryland back right to the top. And, uh, you know, we can't put these kind of conditions on on a school like that. I I was a teacher years ago. Hmm. Over the long three-month summer, kids lose a lot. From when they get out in June till when they come back in September, they've slipped back a couple of months so you got to start all over again so you know arbitrarily setting dates uh, like that to us doesn't make sense I mean very frankly it was done 
to give Ocean City another week's business. Um, it's arguable, arguable as to whether that happened or not. Yes, they, that was a much better week, but some of the other weeks weren't, just, weren't as good. When and, the, what, what, and, and I want to jump in here. Yeah. When, when the governor first signed the executive order back in 2016, we all remember the iconic picture of him standing on the Ocean City boardwalk. You remember that, Lynn? Yeah. And I think you might have been there. I was there. For, with uh, the comptroller. I was the guy with the large uh, bucket of thrashers fries. <laughs> I, I've had those fries many times. So That and Dumpster's ice cream. Good yeah, choices. <laughs> and uh, what, what's that little restaurant, too, on the boardwalk that everybody goes to? It's I think it's on 3rd Street. Um, oh, it's a pizza shop. Dough roller. That's, that's a classic place. I go, Right, especially during beach season. They, they have them all up and down the main road. Yeah, forget this, SB1. We'll just talk about food all night. <laughs> um, so anyway, Len, when, when you were there for uh, the, the, the initial um, rollout of this, um, the, of course, the, the comptroller and the governor had in mind that this would spur additional economic growth, and that has been the position of the comptroller, you want to talk about your side of the uh, the uh, the legislation? Thank you. Well, it's good to be here with you, and it's, it's good to be here. Uh, actually, this year is exactly 50 years since I won my first election. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you mean you first elected at the age of seven? They relax the residency and age restrictions to allow yeah. young to take over. And I just turned seven, too. It was <laughs> <laughs> the, and you know what, Senator, i got to tell you, the, the city of Frederick, and I, this, this might be a little off topic, but I think it's worth telling listeners, and most of the listeners of a minor detail know this, there is nothing more entertaining and fun to go down to the city of Frederick, and you go down on Main Street, Market Street, on a summer night, and it is like, it's like going downtown Georgia. It is happening. It's popping. The restaurants are delicious. My wife and I love to go to Firestones. Uh, we love to go to Barley and, uh, or to the, um, to the brewery um, over there um, on, on downtown. And, uh, and La Paz, well, we love Mexican food. We, we actually have 16 or 17 breweries now. Oh, you know, we, we, we should have another show to talk about, about breweries. Especially Flying Dog. That's, that's a huge... And we're on the same page on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Senate President, Representatives of then Governor O'Malley, Senate President Miller, <laughs> Speaker Bush, 
and it had representatives from the business community, education stakeholders, uh, people who looked at the school after Labor Day policy from every conceivable perspective from, from summer learning loss to potential summer learning loss, the economic benefits, fall sports, and that at the conclusion of their task force, they voted on the level four margin to endorse the coast Labor Day school start. Bear this was a task force that was chaired by a representative of the Maryland State Department of Education. So they voted to endorse a post-legislative school start, and in the report that was submitted to the General Assembly, they determined that there was no evidence that the education product in the state of Maryland would be adversely affected by a post-legislative school start. Second, although, there is um, there are considerable economic benefits around the school post-legislative school start. A study that was convened by the Board of Revenue Estimates found that if this was if, if this was adopted as statewide policy, we would see an economic impact of close to $100 million. And we're actually producing a study right now. It's being done out of uh, Salisbury University Business, Economic, and Community Action Network. Your alma mater. The beacon for short. <laughs> um, and I think, you're gonna, I think what you'll see is we only have two years of data under our belt, so it's not a large data set. But I think what you'll see is that not only in Ocean City, but in communities around the state, um, local economies and small businesses did benefit from the inflow of consumer traffic as well as the improved availability of the labor force deeper into the city. And the most important takeaway, putting aside the economics, and let's look at this. Every time this issue has fallen uh, up for further, further opinions and uh, public opinion surveys, more than 70% of Marylanders love the post labor day school start. And the reason they most frequently cite we appreciate having that time at the end of the summer just to spend time together because childhood goes so fast, family family time is so fleeting in this day and age, and we just need that time together. Mm. So the bottom line is this policy is good for families, it's good for small business, and there's no negative impact on academic outcomes. Senator well, Young, uh, during the during the testimony last week, during yeah. the, uh, the bills hearing, they had education, um, really, I think it was five or six superintendents that came down and testified in favor of Senator Penske's bill. Every superintendent in the state supports it, except maybe the one in, in, in Ocean City. Okay. And, uh, and so they believe this is the core crux of this argument. This is, the argument it goes is that local school districts in the state of Maryland should have control over their school calendar. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. And whoever said that that summertime doesn't affect education wasn't an educator because there are all kinds of studies that show the longer you're off, uh, the more detrimental it is to, to, to education. And some other things, um, the, uh, the poll, I actually got called on a poll about it and they said, Simply the one I got said, would you like to see school start before or after Labor Day? And I started to say Af after, because that's the way it was when I went to school. But then I stopped and, and switched. When the question's phased that way, it's easy to say, oh, after Labor Day. Um, you know, I, I had some, heard some people say, oh, well, you vote this way and see what happens in the next election. <laughs> Uh, my one son is president of the Board of Education in Frederick County. Mm -hmm. um, he openly in the campaign supported uh, 
having the choice of opening before Labor Day. He got the most votes of anybody in the history of Frederick County. So knowing where he was, if people it's your felt son that Brad. Way, yeah, yeah, they still they still voted for him, and uh, you know, the school calendar. We start having to to cut uh, workshop days. Uh, they initially cut out a Jewish holiday last year. There was such an uproar they worked out putting it back in. Uh, they were talking about having to cut out Fair Day, which is a big economic day in Frederick County. Uh, but they were having trouble juggling the calendar to get 180 days in and do all the other things that, uh, they had to do. Senator, um, Lynn mentioned that the, <clears throat> the, uh, the post-Labor Day school start date, that was at some 70% of Marylanders uh, support this initiative. Uh, what are you hearing from educators i think that's important that we bring i wish we had an educator you're a former educator yes. but are, what are we hearing from from teachers the, what are they saying the vast majority of teachers want the open schedule i mean you can go find some that say after labor day but the vast majority of teachers want the the schedule there it's caused all kinds of other problems we have kids that are going to community college while they're in high school now well, community college starts a couple of weeks before Labor Day. So what do they do? Do they miss two weeks? Do they come back and try to just go to community college? But it, it really causes a, a problem there. Um, it, it just causes it, the athletic teams, the fall sports, they start practicing way before that. So they can't start school till after Labor Day, but they're out there well before Labor Day having to practice. Mm. Lynn, do you want to um, respond? <clears throat> I mean, uh, we, we, hear, we talk to teachers all over the state, and uh, we may be talking to different uh, subsets of the education community. The vast majority of teachers that come from a franchise base actually appreciate the person that they school start for two primary reasons. Number one, our, many of our teachers around the state have young families of their own, and they, like others, now bear in mind, of course, they have to go back Senator Young, um, do, do you do you, do you buy into that? There's an economic argument for schools starting after Labor Day. What are your thoughts on that? I think there's probably an economic benefit to the to Ocean City and probably to maybe Garrett County. I don't think it's an economic benefit anyplace else. I know that it causes problems back home. And back to teachers a second. Most of the teachers that have come to me said, I liked having a spring vacation. I liked having a break in the middle of the school year with some time off for my family and to do something. And we have had to get rid of that. Spring break now is like a weekend and an extra day instead of a week. Can't do that if you have to start school after Labor Day. 
So, you know, when you try to put a limit and cram everything in there, it takes a, a lot of flexibility away. Uh, the Kerwin Commission studying the best school systems in the, in the world. You know, if you look at the ones in Europe, look at the ones Massachusetts has got the best system here. They start before Labor Day if they want to. A lot of the European schools have 12-month schools. You still have off the time, but you have it in breaks. And uh, we can't take the flexibility of what's important to education for what somebody sees as a week of good business in one location. Len? I actually think Senator Young is being honest here, but, and, I, and I appreciate what he's saying because a lot of this debate, quite honestly, I think has become overly rhetorical and repeated, where people are ascribing cataclysmic outcomes to essentially a one-week or a two-week shift in the academic calendar. And if we're talking about issues as serious and as structural as summer learning loss or uh, childhood hunger, those issues are just not affected by whether we, we start school on August 28th or September 4th. If you want to have those meaningful conversations about things like learning drag and um, you know, nutrition mm -hmm. for vulnerable populations, you really have to go one step beyond and have a conversation about year-round schools. And I applaud Senator Young for speaking with candor on the issue. We would not support year-round schools, but I think it would be prohibitively costly, and I think it would be mm -hmm. a devastating um, uh, blow to Maryland's tourism economy, which is one of the largest and most dependent on in our state. But at least it's an important conversation to have and bring everyone together. Let me ask you this. The school calendar now dictates that students, uh, Maryland public school students, have to be in schools 180 days. Does the does this, after Labor Day, does that affect the time that students get out of school or spring break or, as you mentioned, holidays, uh, Senator Young? What say you? Well, 180 used to be the base. Now it's become the max. With the tight times you can have it, they're trying to figure out how to get 180 days in. Some of the school systems used to go 182, three, four, five days. Can't do it with this kind of kind of schedule, and it just uh, makes it difficult. You know, with year-round schools, and they benefit the kids, they still have time off. It's just broken down differently. And, you know, people that go to the ocean, other than some high school kids that might work, usually go for a week or maybe two weeks. Well, every kid's still going to be off at least a month in the summer, so the family can still go to Ocean City. They don't go down all summer. Uh, well, I, I want to bring up something, and I'll let you respond in just a, a second, Lynn. During the hearing, uh, the Ocean City Mayor, um, Rich Meehan, um, he, you, you had made a comment that um, he responded to, and he said, Senator, I'm not an extremist. Um, and I think your comment was based on, well, Based on their testimony, you know, we should just spend all this time here in Ocean City. Is but I was, I was being sarcastic. Oh, I believe no, I believe <laughs> that. Yeah, and but but my my question is that opponents to this bill is there is there an extremist point of view, or is there a middle ground where people believe that their school calendars should should be decided by local school districts, but they still see the economic benefits that it brings to, to the state by moving schools after Labor Day. What's the middle ground? Well, first off, I don't think 
most people look at how much economic benefit I get out of a week at the end of the summer. Um, and I would, I would almost bet, and a study should show this, we've, if you look at the total, we've probably had just the natural growth, no more, no less than we would have had whether school was before or after Labor Day. Sure, that week was more, but if somebody went that week, they probably didn't go a week earlier. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll see with the study from that. Lynn, Lynn, wasn't this supported by Governor O'Malley? It was. It, it was. I would have. Yeah, please. But, Lynn, aren't you concerned from your office's perspective that most of Maryland's education establishment are opposed to this bill? wrap up senator young mm-hmm. i want to get your reaction did you happen to read the baltimore sun's editorial i believe it was an associate editor or assistant staff or assistant editor trissa bishop wrote an editorial basically saying that because of the post labor day start date it was 
responsible for her child's injury. Did, did you read that? No, I didn't uh, read that. Well, it was an interesting... It was an interesting editorial, one that I haven't seen before, uh, and and I understand the point of why it was written, but um, you well, know, what fr- do you? Frankly, I don't think an injury like that had anything to do with when school started. <laughs> it it happened, and it could have happened before. It could have happened after, and you know, there's all kind of statistics you can look at, and criteria change, and and I'm not gonna, you know, pin anything down hard, but. We were number one in the country in education for six straight years, and we're now number six. That's happened in the last four years. And uh, You're saying under this governor? Yeah, and I'm not blaming him for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of factors that, that did it, but you, know, you can say on one hand, scores improved. On another hand, you can say we fell from first to six. And you can make either argument pretty well if you want to. Uh, but I think that I want to see us get back near the top. I don't care for number one in the world. I just want to be one of the best systems anywhere for, for our kids because, you know, we have the highest family income in the country. And part of that is the fact that we've had a good education system. We've got more PhDs per capita. We attract those kind of companies that educated people want. So I want to do whatever we can to keep a really strong education system and economically i think it's it's going to return dollars like crazy to the state more than a week matters at at uh, labor day and and i agree a lot of things uh, martin o'malley did go with this and Martin and I are friends, and I love the guy. I just disagree with him on that one. <laughs> Senator, what about the the politics of it? And if you were to, to step in a, the, the shoes of the whip, um, how do you see this getting out of committee and then moving on to the General Assembly as a well, whole? It's already out of committee. Okay. And and very frankly, it was a, it was a partisan vote. The Republicans supported the governor, and I, I voted for what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how the other why the other six you think it's going to pass uh yeah oh you think it's going to pass lynn yeah Yeah. and would would it obviously i don't think the governor would sign it um could there potentially be a veto override then sure yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I'm a ninth grader and a sixth grader. And one thing I would like to see as we all work together to create that best school system in the country is us making better use of the 180 days that are already on the calendar. Because what happens now is our, our calendar is so oriented around the standardized tests, be it PARC or whatever testing instrument is going, is going to take the place of PARC, that once the standardized tests come and go, and something more fundamental than just 
getting a good score on a on a standardized test that's developed by Pearson or somewhere down the floor. Len, we should have a, a hearing on how to raise a ninth a, a ninth grader and a sixth grader. Kim and I have the same. <laughs> we have a we have a sixth grader we have a sixth grader and a ninth grader and our ninth grader being introduced to high school for the yeah. first time. He is he's learning how to study and he's already being prepped for college or you know whatever yeah. he decides to do. Well, everything's a balance. We have to have tests to measure. We've had too many tests. We passed a bill last year trying to limit them. Right. So we've, we've got to find a balance to have tests to measure what learning is, but we shouldn't be teaching to test, and that shouldn't be the thing that dominates the classroom. We ought to, we ought to be teaching. Well, amen to that. I agree with that. Gentlemen, I think this was a fantastic policy discussion. I enjoyed having you both on, and I'm going to be following this bill closely, as I'm sure you will, Lynn, from the Comptroller's perspective and as a state senator. Um, I don't know. I don't think that we can. I don't think we can belabor any more points to this. Uh, we we talked about both sides, and uh, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the honest intellectual conversation we had here tonight. Well, can, we, can we come back some other time and talk about craft beer? And yeah. If, yes. If, 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 if he brings the flying dog, I'll bring the out of the way. Well, I, I think that any discussion uh, over craft beer is a worthy discussion to have. Uh, I was in Germany about two years ago, and I wanted to check i went into two bars that had flying dog beer the germans don't import beer very easily yeah hey by the way senator young as we we sign off here has alex mooney ever called to thank you for electing him to congress no but i i sent him a message that i was upset that he didn't thank me in his acceptance speech yeah i blame you for that (laughs) no i'm kidding with humor i will say one thing uh, when I defeated Alex, I, I wasn't sure how he'd take it. I've beaten a lot of people over the years, mm-hmm. and I've lost once or twice myself. I like classy people, and I'll give Alex uh, credit. He took his defeat in a very classy way. He called me and wished me luck, and he came to see me and wished me luck. Wow, that is classy. But, that's great, and um, I think that's how politics should be in in this setting. So. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on and hanging out with us here at Harry Brown's. Um, my name is Ryan Miner. You can find me at aminerdetail.com and on blogtalkradio.com. That's uh, where our podcast is. And we do this every Wednesday or Thursday uh, here at Harry Brown's throughout session. And, man, what when session in, Senator? It's, uh, what, April? It's usually the last. It, I, I haven't even looked at the date. It's, yeah. it's 90 days from January 9th, so it's probably April, April 9th. April 8th or April 7th. 9th. Yeah. So I need. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be counting down the days. So, gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you.